Good to have you with us on today. This is the month of February, and as I told you all before, we will be sharing this month each week a little-known Black history fact. So our fact today is the earliest recorded protest against slavery was back in 1688 by the Quakers. Quakers are also known as the Society of Friends, and they have a long history dealing with abolition. But it was four Pennsylvania friends from Germantown who wrote the initial protest in the 17th century. They saw the slave trade as a grave injustice against their fellow man, and they used the golden rule from the word of God to argue against such inhumane treatment. Regardless of skin color, we should do unto others as we would have them done unto ourselves. In their protest, they stated, pray, what thing in the world can be done worse towards us than if men should rob or steal us away? and sell us for slaves to strange countries, separating husband from wife, children from parents, families from amongst each other. Their protest against slavery and human trafficking was presented at a monthly meeting at Dublin in Philadelphia. The Dublin monthly meeting previewed the protest, but sent it to the quarterly meeting because they felt it was too serious an issue for their own meeting to decide. The four friends continued their efforts and presented at the Philadelphia yearly meeting on this concern. But it wasn't until 88 years later that the Society of Friends officially denounced slavery. Our little known black history fact for today. Let us welcome, let us welcome Shantae Williams today. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. West. 
I am excited, Shantae, to interview you. I tell you, your uh, devotional, The Greater Working Woman, is so needed. I see also you've written many books. This is exciting. I love to be connected to people who are really doing something. Yes, thank you so much. So how long have you been in this writing game, as we call it? Oh, my gosh. I think I've been writing um, for maybe about seven years or so. It started off just as emails, um, just sending word of encouragement to women that I knew. And then those turned into a blog. And then my blog turned into three books. Mm. So it's definitely been a journey. That's wonderful. So you're saying don't think that what you're doing doesn't have meaning. Absolutely. That's wonderful. So as you've been writing your devotionals, have you come against or come across anything that challenges you in your writing? Um, absolutely. One of the things that's really big for me is that it's relatable, um, that it's not, you know, so super spiritual, but that it reaches any woman from all walks of life and that it's a bit transparent. So a lot of my devotionals come from um, life experiences, um, things that I was um having issues with um, things that I may have been helping a friend um, with. And so it's very important that it remains relatable to all women. And I, I think most people, when they can see it and they can see how they can apply it to their own lives, then it brings value. So that's great. Absolutely. So um, as, I, as I, I noticed, like your devotion says, woman devotional. So, so, you know, hey, we are women. We speak to women. But do you feel that your work speaks to men as well? And, you know, it, it's funny that you say that because I have had a number of men to buy the book um, just for its support. And then they actually read it and was like, this is good. I know you read, you wrote it for women, but we need this too. And so it's just been, it has been amazing to see that it has blessed both men and women alike. Um, so I believe so, even though I, I, I do strongly feel that I'm um, called to women, but you never know. I, I think one may be coming in the future that's not gender specific. Very good. And so as, as I as I hear you, as I hear you talking, I was thinking that men reading your book would also possibly begin to understand some women dynamics. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, they were just like, oh, my gosh, that is so good. I never thought about that. Or, oh, I love how you said this. And it, and it would really shock me because, you know, I, I didn't write it for men and didn't think that any man would really buy it other than, you know, family. Um, but it has just been amazing from the response um, from men. So you never know. That's good. I remember um, I was when I put my first devotional out, of course, it wasn't it wasn't women focused although when i first started putting the devotions out they went to women um but once i put everything in the book then you know and i, I it's interesting you know i saw a lady yesterday and she was like i remember you and i'm like you do she was like yeah about six years ago maybe longer my son bought a book for you for my birthday <laughs> so you just never know where whose hands whose hand you, your resources will go into. So I think that's wonderful that men are saying, oh, I want to read what you have to write. And I love the fact that, you know, coming into understanding that you have a specific um, 
grouping of people that your voice is meant to speak to. Absolutely. I think that's very important. It also helps your writing because when you keep it too broad, it kind of keeps you unfocused. And, and that, that word focus, I think that's, that's the word I hear all the time. Who is your focus group? Who is your target group? What age group are you presenting this book for? And you can't say it's for everybody. It may wind up being for everybody, but what's your initial target? Absolutely. That's wonderful. And so um, how do you think your journey has helped you to connect with other people? I believe my transparency um, and able, not afraid to speak my truth, even when it's not very um, enlightening or very good, even, you know, the, the issues that I may be struggling with, it, it helps me to let people know that even though I'm I'm here and I'm doing these things, I'm still human. Mm. You know, I still may suffer with some of the same things you're suffering it with. You know, the only difference is, you know, my faith may be a little stronger. Uh, but it doesn't mean I'm exempt, you know, from temptation or exempt from sin or exempt from any of that. Um, you know, just our growth and our maturity level, you know, help determine, you know, how much we get caught up in that thing. That's, that, yeah, that's, that's real good. So as I was looking through your book, well, this particular book, since you have several books, but I'm I'm speaking in respect to the Greater Working Woman Devotion Volume Three. You have a beautiful dedication in it, and um, it really touched my heart reading it. And it says this book is dedicated to every young mother trying to make it in this world. May the greatness in you come out of you and provide an even greater life for your family. Your life always mattered, and it always will. That's that, that resonates with me. When you wrote that, what was your thought process with that to get across to the women? That particular um, dedication was specific um, for young mothers um, because I was a young mother. Um, I became a mother at 15. And so, so many people told me that I would never be anybody, that I would never do anything, that all I had to do was focus on raising my child, that my life was over, that I could no longer dream, and all of these negativity. And it took me a long time to realize that their opinions were not true. That it was only because they couldn't see my future as being great because of my current circumstances. And I didn't have to buy into that lie. And so once I figured out that, hey, that's just somebody's opinion and that doesn't necessarily mean that's my reality, I thought about how many other young mothers um, have gone through the same thing or are currently going through the same thing, and yet they don't have anybody to speak life into them. And so I wanted to make sure um, that if they had to, to pick this book up, that they would understand, you know, don't focus on the right now. Keep pressing, you know, keep doing your best. And just know that your life matters. That's that's awesome. And and as a teenage mother myself, at seventeen with a baby, um, you're you're so correct that. And I think a lot of times, do you think that it might not even be that people don't understand? It's just that the place where people sit is a generational setback already, so they don't even see the greatness or the fulfillment that could come forward in another person. Absolutely. I do believe that is part of it. Um, Because, you know, as as a human race in general, sometimes we can be so judgmental 
Mm-hmm. And because, you know, in our mind, we're thinking, well, that was stupid. Why did you do that? That made no sense. You know, we automatically, we can sometimes look down on the person. I don't think it's always intentional, but sometimes it is. Um, but, you know, sometimes people can't see you past whatever mistake they think you made. So they, they begin to mark you um, by that thing. And so, and it can be very detrimental, you know, to that individual, especially if they don't have anybody that's speaking life into them. Um, so it's just important that, you know, um, that, you know, as, as the old saying goes, you know, we don't judge a person unless we walked in their shoes. Yeah. And I've tried to put my feet in somebody's shoes and I can't even walk the same way they walk in the same size shoe. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you on that. Yeah. I think um, your book really um, resonates well because. I can see it in the hands of so many people in general. I could see myself giving it to my granddaughter who doesn't even have any kids, but empowering her, you know, um, to make better choices, you know, uh, yes. you know. And so I think it's, it's, it's really a great thing to be able to see someone rise above their circumstances because it helps someone else to say, oh, you know what? She rose above that. But you know what? I don't even have to I don't even have to go to that place Absolutely. when I can read about, you know, when I can read about what someone else has gone through. So I think you're doing a great um, a great service for many, actually. So look, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to get these books for my two teenage granddaughters. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. So if if you had a particular <clears> take, excuse me, takeaway for someone reading your book, what would it be? Um, just for them to know that there's greatness already inside of you. A lot of times we depend on other people to tell us we're great or to show us that we're great, but greatness is already inside of you. Sometimes you just need somebody to help push it out. Mm. So, you know, if you're going through life, just understand that, you know, whatever your present circumstances are, it doesn't mean that's the end of your life. It doesn't mean that is your destiny. It just may be a stepping stone to where you need to be. Mm, and just know we're all human, you know, no matter what a person may appear to look like in your eyes, we all have to do the same thing to get that. Amen. That's awesome. And I, what I love about Jesus, I'll throw this in here, you know, he was able to throw sins into the sea of forgetfulness. So isn't that wonderful? <laughs> That's wonderful. So also in your book, you talk about um, the I am somebody effort. Um, tell us about that. Um, that particular organization is something that um, I'm working on, and it's going to be a nonprofit that helps teen mothers and young mothers between the ages of 13 to 21 um, to teach them life skills. Um, you know, teach them how to you know manage their credit, how to take care of themselves, um, parenting skills, how to you know just the things that they need to function in life, so they're not dependent on anyone or the system to take care of them and so that is what that movement is all about is teaching them that you know you have to be a greater woman first before you can be a greater man mm. so if, just walking them through that journey so um, if someone was interested in supporting that um, how could they get resources to you I'm sure you 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 appreciate donations to help build that 
Absolutely. Um, you can send um, us an email at info at IamStillSomebody.com. You can also go to our website. Um, I think there's a donate button on there. Um, and so, you know, what we're trying to do is um, we're actually going to be hosting a free brunch um, this summer in June for young mothers, hopefully about 40 of them. And just to give them that empowerment session to help them, you know, be able to look at their life past the right now. You know, a lot of times they can't see past the right now because a lot of times it's generational. And so, you know, getting them to think, you know, beyond where they are now and to understand what it's going to take to get there. Mm, yes. And helping them, you know, write their own, you know, life plan. Okay. Well, make sure you keep us posted on that because I have a women's group and I like to get them involved in other okay. people's ministry efforts. And you may be looking for some people to sponsor some of these young ladies. So definitely um, let us let us know about that. Thank you so much. <clears throat> Excuse me. And also in your book, you talked about um, there's a jewel in you. Is that something that is current that you're doing? Or is that um, is that a sporadic or maybe once a year type thing? That um, is our anthology series, um, and what I do with that, um, we take applications towards the end of the year, and we start in January, so we're actually on volume three currently, and so I try to get at least 12 women who have who became mothers at young ages, and we compile all of our stories of how we became a young mother, their, our, our trials we went through, and where we are now. Um, how we were able to come out of that situation and still be a success in life. And so that particular project has a twofold purpose. One is to encourage the young mother that giving up is never an option, that you are not a statistic, that you are a success. And two, it is to help prevent other teen girls from becoming young mothers. So when they read a chapter in the book, they realize, oh, did you, did you see what she went through and all they had to go through? That, you know, that would help them to preserve themselves and to not walk down the path that we went to and so that is that particular project has gotten much more feedback and support than I could have ever imagined and so we are definitely excited about that um, like I said we're currently in writing volume three now with my writers and we take new applications around October and then we'll start volume four come January 2020. So when you do your volume is there a specific theme anticipated around what people are bringing in? Um, actually, and it's funny because I normally don't get the subtitle of the book until after I start reading the oh, stories. Awesome. So there's not a particular theme. It's funny because everybody's story um, of become a young mother is so different. Mm -hmm. But when you read them all, it's like they're, they, they're intertwined so, so well that they go together. You would never realize that we were all from different parts of the country. Um, you know, living, you know, going through these similar journeys, but yet having, um, being able to come out on top. That's good. That's good. I remember one year I did write for someone's anthology and, um, it's a great experience, you know, you know, when you're used to doing your own thing, but then you're creating something to put into somebody else's work, you know, plus it also gives you expansion on what you're doing because now you have one more book that you can add to your repertoire. Absolutely. And it gives you access to another audience that you would not have had. That is, that is very true. Very true. So, um, I saw that you did a, 
I guess a, uh, a workshop <clears throat> at some point and um, a 40-day writing course. Tell us about that and are you still doing that? Oh, I, I did that 40-day writing course at the end of 2017 as a kind of a light launch to our publishing company. Um, I wasn't quite sure if that was what I was supposed to do, so I kind of treaded on, you know, kind of leaked out on faith very lightly. And so I did that 40-day writing um, course then, and that was the launch for our publishing company. I haven't then done it since then mm -hmm. um, because I did launch the publishing company, and so that was part of the reason of me doing it. And those particular um, clients that I had, they published an ebook on Amazon, and then all of them but one actually went on to actually print their book with our company. And so that was a very, I was very nervous and very scared with that experience because it was the first time I had really stepped out to do something of that magnitude. But the response has been overwhelming. Okay, that's great. So let me ask you, <clears throat> since you're not doing the 40-day course right now, you're still doing um, consultations, though, for people interested in in, in, in creating an ebook or a book through your company. Absolutely, we do. We do 15-minute um, consultations that you can sign up on our website. Um, you can go to um, gwwpublishing.com. We're in the process of rebranding our website, and so the new website is not ready yet. So we went from working women publishing company to relentless publishing house um and the reason for that change is because i had a lot of male clients and the first thing they said was well do you help men because of my name so we had to come up with something that was more marketable um for our male audience um in the future and so that they can know hey we're open to everybody because we are we help christian inspirational writers of, of both genders so we definitely are assisting you know more writers and we're just looking forward to being able to provide that resource for them i like that because um i know people are always asking i help people but sometimes i have so many things going on too many pockets i'm in you know gotta pull my, <laughs> gotta pull myself back <clears throat> so i'm i'm really only doing myself and one other person through my company so you know it's good to know this, and so I can refer some people in in your direction when they, you know, when they come towards me. Oh, thank you so much. We're very appreciative. Now, are you still doing devotions, um, Friday morning devotions? You know, it's funny because now my schedule has changed, so my eight o'clock, um, eight minute devotions are kind of more harder for me to kind okay. of get to now, and I'm trying to get back into that. Uh, it's just kind of, you know, how we shift in life and certain things that we were consistent with seem to no longer fit. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to see if that's something that we can continue to do because I really love those live devotions because it really helped me, um, especially in my study time. And it helped me to, to reach people and empower and encourage them and just to be a blessing. Okay. Now, are you still doing the bi-weekly newsletter? Yes. If you sign up for our um, That's great to hear. Well, I'll be signing up for my newsletter. <laughs> I always like to read what other people are putting out are, are putting out in the atmosphere. And so, yes, I do too. And so tell us, um, as we're coming up on the uh, wrapping up our interview, how can 
the listeners get a copy of your book. So make sure you put that out there again. And what would you like to share with the listeners as a takeaway from the interview today? Um, you can go to our website, greaterwomen.com, um, or you can get on Amazon, any any copy of our devotional books. We have a prayer book, um, and then we also have a series for teen mothers, and also the first two volumes of There is a Jewel in You. Um, but one of the things I would like to just encourage your listeners is that it doesn't, and the scripture tells us, I think it's in Zephaniah, it says, do not despise um, small beginnings. Um, so, you know, I've always started out small and then it increased, but you have to be willing to start out small and not think because you're starting out small that you're insignificant. Mm. Um, there is a gift in each and every one of us. It doesn't matter how many people are doing the same thing. Nobody can do it like you. So understand that you are uniquely made. You are not a carbon copy of anybody. And that the greatness that you desire is already in you. You just may have to surround surround yourself with people who see it and can help pull it out of you. So just understand that giving up is never an option. It doesn't matter how you started. It matters how you did it. There are a lot of people who told me with their looks and with their words that at 15 and a baby that I would not be anything. But I look over my life where God has brought me two college degrees. My daughter graduated college. She's getting ready to go to law school. She has no children. And it's all by the grace of God. So don't get caught up in your present circumstances. Keep dreaming. Keep pressing. Keep pushing. Keep believing. Because there is a greater working woman and man on the inside of you. Beautiful. Well, I want to thank you, Shante Williams. I the the, the 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 chief author, the chief publisher, the chief speaker, the chief mentor, <laughs> the woman who loves encouraging other women yeah. and loves in, empowering teens. Thank you so much for being on our show today. And we will stay connected because I'm going to have to have you come back and talk about some other work that you're also going to be doing. So thank you again, Shantae, for being with us. Thank you, Dr. West, for having me. It was a great pleasure and honor. And so as we close out, I just want to thank everyone for tuning in with us. I want to remind you to check out my webpage, DrAnnetteWestMinistries.org. Please go on there, purchase a book, purchase a t-shirt. It supports our Kenya Mission School, and we are always in need of resources. I look forward to connecting with you all next Thursday. Bye-bye.